Welcome to Envision from the United Way of Greater Charlottesville and News Radio 989-1070-AMWINA. This is Price Thomas here in the studio. Ravi has left me to my own devices once again. I want to give a big thanks to our sponsor, Jamie White Real Estate, and I'm joined today by Ty Cooper, friend, local, local legend, owner, operator, proprietor of LifeView Marketing and Visuals and, and a whole whole host of other other stuff. Thanks for uh, stopping by and joining us today. Absolutely. Anytime. So for, for those, for the, the probably one or two people in Charleston who don't know you, <laughs> uh, give us give us like a brief kind of what you've what you've been doing in town and, mm-hmm. and what you're up to now. Well, I came to town um, originally to pretty much just take care of business. You know, I opened up a business here and um, I also operated a business that I had previously. So I opened up a dry cleaners here and um, in 2008, um, eco-friendly dry cleaners, um, and we were the only black dry cleaners in town. But before that, I was coming up here to promote concerts and shows and celebrity sporting events. And um, stayed here, you know, once my daughter went off to college, mm. I pretty much stayed here after, a year after I opened up the dry cleaners. Um, I started to call um, Charlottesville my home yeah. once my daughter left the nest right. to go to college. That's still not leaving the nest, but it left the physical house. That's, right. that's not like the financial <laughs> nest. It yeah. just gets much worse yeah, from there. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And um, and ever since I've just been here promoting events, um, you know, I joined you know many boards at, you know throughout the time and really contributed um, time, money, and sweat equity into Charlottesville, yeah. um, the place I call you know, my second home. Yeah. So your, your story is interesting. I think for a lot of folks and, and I mean, a lot of people know you as an entrepreneur. That's how I know you too. And I'm, you know, sort of lucky enough to call you a friend too. But I think it's interesting that when I hear about all the things you've done and the people you've run with, you know, we have this vision of like, I wrote a business plan. I sought funding. It seems like for me, you were just like, I just did it. And yeah. then I figured it out and I did the next thing and I did the next thing. Right. Talk to me a little bit about that. Cause I think sometimes we have this really kind of structured view of how to start and build a business. But what I get from you and all talking to you and guys like Quentin too, it's kind of like, look, I saw an idea. I, I ran at it and I kind of moved and swerved as I, as I had to, to adapt. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you, you're right on point with it. You know, um, when I started my first business in, um, in 1993, I didn't come up with a business plan per se. I just knew what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I saw a um, I saw a void um, that was able to be filled. At I went to a historically black college mm-hmm. and university, Norfolk State University, and um, so for me, I gravitated to you know looking at who had the discretionary income. Mm-hmm. Now I, I may not have written a full fledged business plan, but um, growth project, projection was always on my mind. Mm-hmm. You know how big can I get? Right. Um, which you going to put in a business plan if you had one, and. Um, and you look at the market, and I looked at the market in Norfolk State University, Hampton University, Old Dominion University. Um, these colleges are right within, like, yeah, sure. almost walking distance, <clears throat> basically. Mm-hmm. And um, and I started promoting, you know, um, instead of promoting parties, I started promoting um, bus trips, mm-hmm. College Weekend at Kings Dominion. I created the College Weekend on the Slopes, which was like the Black Ski Fest. Mm-hmm. I, create, I created that. Um, I... I, I I intricated, I um, infiltrated um, <laughs> Freaknik in Atlanta. <laughs> so I, I, I kind of, I didn't well, take over in, Freaknik. Infiltrated. Yeah, infiltrated because, <laughs> you know, I, I didn't take over Freaknik, but I was the key promoter, for, one sure. of the key promoters of Freaknik yeah. um, outside of Atlanta, who live outside of Atlanta. Okay, okay. Um, Every bought, time I hear that, I think of that Welcome to Atlanta song. I think of that. Oh, it, yeah. it comes, <laughs> yeah. that's like my era of like Jermaine Dupri. And, yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. It was fun, man. I made a lot of money. Um, <laughs> 
Um, and also um, College Weekend at Kings, I mean, um, Daytona Beach, Black mm-hmm. College Reunion at Daytona mm-hmm. Beach. And I, I was doing College Weekend at Kings Dominion before BET got involved. And then BET got involved like a couple years after okay. I you know, really became the main promoter of it. Yeah. And um, so um, for me, you know, I just did it and then did another thing. And I wrote a stage play and I put it on. And I just, you know, my parents, my mother and father never told me that I couldn't do something. Yeah. And so when you have that type of like encouragement, man, you really believe that you could just do whatever you want to do. <laughs> yeah. So talk to me a little bit about that because what you said is interesting, this kind of like college weekend on the slopes and the black ski fest and the, and I think that for some and, and for a lot of black kids it's about depth and, and diversity of experiences, mm-hmm. right? And, and I think that a lot of kids don't have those types of experiences. I mean, how many young black kids go skiing? Right. I, I don't know. Anecdotally, right. I would say I would not very many, right? That doesn't seem something that's like in our cultural competency, right? That's funny it's, you said that. So, so, but it seems like a lot of what you've done is tried to find those things and be like, look, I want to offer diverse experiences to these kids. I mean, I want to broaden their horizons, whatever that may be, be it art or stage plays or skiing. I mean, is that something that you're really conscious of when yeah. you're kind of trying to find find different different businesses and things like that? Well, let me say this about the ski trip particularly because yeah. that's is is uh, very ironic that we are on the radio station. Um, so I set up these tables right at events. So mm-hmm. so we had the homecoming. Yeah, we had homecoming at Norfolk State University, and I think this was in 1994, no, 93, off 94. I'm promoting the ski trip. Mm-hmm. I got my table set up out there and everything. Guys from the radio station called the Buddha Brothers, mm-hmm. they were hosting the homecoming concert. Mm-hmm. So they got word that I was giving out a free ski trip. Right. Right. So right. you come and do the free raffle, come to the table, sign up, do the free raffle, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. Well, he announced it, but then he also said, I didn't even know black people ski. <laughs> I was so furious. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> yeah, hey, I held a grudge <sighs> to that. It seems like right now. One of the Buddha brothers <laughs> for, the, for, years, for years, man. And um, so I say that to say, in Virginia, mm-hmm. maybe a lot of black people didn't ski back then. Sure. But I come from New York. I'm from New York. That's right. So we have the Poconos. We have ski trips. That's big right. ski trips, hip-hop ski trips all the time. Really? Back, okay. Back, even way before then. Huh. They have their minks on. It'd be like a- Yeah, okay. It's like a hustler affair. Mm-hmm. Okay. The streets. Okay. We'll go skiing. So they have minks on and all the, the, <laughs> the, the BMW. So it's the-, it's the it do, it's that group. Yeah, yeah, okay. Of like sure. the streets. Interesting. But- they be, but it was always like they have you know those type of people will have they have so much money so they have the truck and then they have the they have like ski racks on the yeah, top yeah, yeah 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 only go ski once a year right. probably sure, but sure. you know it's the whole look for I see. them okay so really to be honest with you me going down to to Norfolk State University I want to bring that culture yeah down there and no one else is doing it no one not one soul was doing something doing what I was doing huh. so I created that I created that particular event yeah. Now it was interesting to be up at Massa Nutton because that's where we I used to host it. Yeah, to have all these black people. Yeah, at back one time, in '93, you 90, set off by, a lot of alarms. By, yeah, yeah. By, not, we got kicked out of a lot of hotels. <laughs> I'm surprised <laughs> you know? they even let you into the hotel. <laughs> yeah, we got kicked out of some hotels. Um, yeah, so it it was interesting. <laughs> yeah, but it's all about culture, though. It's all about expanding your culture and introducing new things. Yeah. To, to people and just having fun. Yeah. This is Envision from the Yonder Wave Greater Charlottesville, News Radio 989, 1070 AM, WINA, Price here flying solo with the man Ty Cooper. So, 
Uh, oh, and a big thanks again to our sponsor, Jamie White Real Estate. Uh, talk about that culture thing because you're from New York, from Harlem, mm-hmm. to Norfolk State, to an HBCU, to, to Charlottesville, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so again, when you talk about, I mean, I think sometimes we we try and view cultures and and you know whether it be black culture or LGBTQ, I mean, as a thing, a single thing. Mm-hmm. All black people do this. All LGBTQ plus people do this, right? But that's obviously not the case, right? So, what have you learned, kind of, as you came from in in different black cultures and different geographies because like you said from yeah. new york going skiing was not a thing yeah. you come to central virginia you send a bunch of black people on a ski slope and I, you know <laughs> yeah, I mean, people's like, ears, right yeah people look at you like what is like what is this and yeah. what is has gone wrong to lead us to this moment right <laughs> so just like talk a little bit about that That's and, and what you've learned over your years of kind of you know, again, moving through, you know, a, a subculture, but that, that's very diverse and different in and of itself. You know, sometimes, you know, what I say to myself and say to others um, is that sometimes you have to give people what they need by giving them what they want. Hmm. And sometimes people don't even know what they need. Some people don't know that they need a, more of a horizon expansion sure. to their cultural experience. You know, a lot of people don't know that they need that. And you need that because it's just like, I bring the United Nations of Comedy tour to Charlottesville, mm-hmm. right? It's a it's a tour that I created in 2002, and that is United. It's in its title, United Nations of Comedy. Sure. Yeah, so yeah. basically, I'm trying to merge audiences. I'm trying to show you different cultural experiences because comedians are infamously known for sharing their culture, mm. their perspective. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So what sure, I sure. do, I give you on the same show. I give you a white comedian. A gay comedian, a le- um, um, Asian comedian, Latino sure. comedian. So I'm putting these different cultures on stage, but for us in a more inclusive way yeah. to experience it. Sure, right? Because the the thing that keeps that one thing about us is that we laugh at the same thing at the same time. <laughs> right. So when you end a comedy show, yes, you're you're different, and I'm showing you the differences. Yeah, but but it's not all just about diversity. It's right. also about inclusivity. So I'm promoting the diversity, and that's what I do in my business, mm-hmm. and have always done. But I used to I used to be focused on. I didn't have white clients back then. Sure, I didn't. I mean, I I was always sold out parties. Yeah. I had like nine hundred something people to a thousand people, and I'm doing all these different things. That I was more about providing co- wide cultural experiences for mm-hmm. the black audience. Mm-hmm. I moved to Charlottesville, and then I started to do more events for more of a um, interracial yeah. audience and more of a mixed audience. Yeah, and so over time, I started to learn more about, okay, let me represent this culture, or let me bring these people who haven't experienced mm. this culture and introduce them to something new, like mm-hmm. the st- the dance and step competition. Yeah, is a prime example. Sure, that used to be almost like almost all black, to now. I, I, I bring it to the Paramount every year. Mm-hmm. And now it t- kind of seems like it's 60% black, 40%, like, you know, white, Asian, and everyone else. So right. it's really a nicely diverse audience. Yeah. And on stage, Asian hip-hop groups sure. from UVA and other places and stuff. So, you know, my whole thing about from back then to now, introducing myself to new experiences and understanding what people need is was has been hugely um, effective for me. Yeah. I have a question for you on that front, and and I don't have an answer myself, and and I'm torn. When when you think about and talk about these kind of d- diverse and novel cultural experiences, especially for minorities, how do you feel about 
kind of what I think we call inclusivity, what some people probably refer to as kind of colonization of like, oh, look, here's a cool thing that we used to do. And here come all the white people <laughs> taking it over. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, and is there I don't I don't know that I have an answer because because I feel you on the fact of like it's important to be exposed to that because the only way you're going to learn about it is if we show you what it is. And a part of me is also like, get out of my thing, yeah. right? This is our thing, mm -hmm. right? And you're not just going to come take more of our stuff because right. the entire history of this country has been you taking my stuff, right, right? right? So, I mean, how do you feel about that? How do you think about that, especially for someone who works with a lot of people and in a way is an artist? I mean, I think a lot of people approach culture through two ways, art and food, right? And we talked to Sober about this of like, that's how he invites people kind of into this Haitian culture's cuisine. Because otherwise, True. all they have is Americanized. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. just get this Americanized version of like, oh, mm -hmm. it's a little too spicy, right? So uh, through your art, I mean, do you think about that? Of kind of like whatever, wherever that line is between I want to invite you in, I want to show you what my culture is all about versus like, yo, but this is this is still my house. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, you know, this is the thing, too, is that me as being me being the producer of these things, I still have control sure. on how the packaging is done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have right. control of who participates. Yeah, right. Right. right yeah. So I'm not giving up anything. Yeah. I'm introducing people to something that they sure. may not experience. Maybe, maybe they they have seen Step It Up. Yeah, right. Or in, you know the movies or whatever. Or, right. You know, right. You know. But now they're able to see that in person. Yeah. But I provide the packaging, so I don't sure, have a fear. Sure. Of someone okay. infiltrating and taking over and doing something different with it, or right. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I still have that control and say, okay, oh, you want to participate? You want to perform? Let me see. Okay, how many black groups do I have? Yeah, sure. Okay, I have eleven groups, but I only have one black group, and I have two more openings. Yeah, I'm like, oh no, nah, you can't. I, got I gotta get I some see, black groups, okay. so yeah, I have yeah, control yeah, sure. of that. It's like me, like I just wrote, I wrote, direct, and produced the the movie Amanda, yeah, yeah, right, that I'm editing right now. But actually, be be done with editing about to go into color, and um, I created the cat, I wrote it, mm -hmm. so I create the characters, sure, and I create this this black character, this black character, this white character, this white character, this, you know what I'm saying? And yep. I'm, and I'm controlling what a person, a writer controls what a person see and how mm -hmm. my um story is told, I'm still the writer and I'm still the director, so I'm still the one who packages sure. this. So I've never really um, think about the fear of someone kind of like, you know, messing up right. the thing. <laughs> right. It's still protected. Yeah, 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 right. Talk to me a little bit about the the HBCU thing. I think that being in Charlottesville, we're, we're very obviously UVA-focused, mm -hmm. and you made a funny comment to me one time a while ago. You were like, I didn't even know who Thomas Jefferson was when nah, I came down here. You know, Charlottesvillians are very, really. very <laughs> sure of who Thomas Jefferson is and <laughs> very the, sure. all, all the, the wonders of, <laughs> of old TJ here. Um, we don't like to talk about the other stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's interesting because me going to William Mary and thinking about sort of the cultural competency of a, a formative part of our lives mm -hmm. being, you know, when we go to college, we don't. I don't know that we think about HBCUs a lot, and I don't think we think about them enough. I mean, you were a Norfolk State grad. My mother, shout out to Mama Price, another Norfolk State grad, Juan mm. Wade, Norfolk yeah, State yep, grad, yep. right? There's a, there's a lot of them, and, and, and a lot of people had really formative, strong experiences there, but every time we talk to kids, it's like, where do you want to go to school? Ivy League, mm -hmm. UVA. Women, mm -hmm. I mean, what what is that, and, and why do you think there hasn't been more of a push to these these incredibly reputable historically black colleges that are close. I mean, that yeah. are nearby Virginia State, Virginia Union, North Carolina A and T. I mean, there's they're mm -hmm. within three hours. You know, I mean, yeah. is that a thing that that you think will we should work harder? I, I guess as a culture to 
promote, you know, instead of kind of airdropping kids into quote unquote prestigious universities yeah. that really aren't necessarily framed for yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think, let me say something to you, man, about that. I think people, I, I don't think everyone needs the same thing mm -hmm. at the same time, sure. right? So I, I would say, for instance, me, um, coming from, I'm from Harlem, um, black parents, black culture, deep yeah. black culture, sure. right? My mother and father from North Carolina, they migrated to New York two, um, a year and a half, two years before they had me. Mm -hmm. So um, we had the, that black family that you see on TV. Like I had like a lot of cousins. And yeah, sure. All that stuff. So we had that big black family. So when they, so we had my aunt house and the adults playing, they gambling, playing <laughs> cards. You hear the Al Green blaring, you <laughs> Teddy Pendergraft, <laughs> Marvin Gaye, all that. That's right. The kids are running around, be playing tag in the house, running around. Like if you see that picturesque, something like John Singletary would have sure. put on. That was my family. That's how things roll. Yeah. So I didn't have cultural um, deficits. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I would say, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that experience of black culture, deep black culture yeah, in yeah. New York, in Harlem, and not being a um, sheltered child. Mm -hmm. So me, I could have, if I could have got in, I could have gone to a Harvard or somewhere else. And didn't have and, and would have went there as a bl solid black person. You think you would have enjoyed man. it though? Like you think being no, in yeah, not necessarily, yeah. but I had my black cultural roots okay. solid. Sure, it wasn't nothing like I didn't go to hmm. prep school or mm -hmm. I didn't do any like solid, solid ground. Sure. So if I would have went to Harvard or one of the prestigious schools or something like that, I could have navigated because. I know who I am. Right. It wasn't I wasn't confused. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. You have people who will come to UVA or other places who need to be hmm. at HBCU mm -hmm. because they are not necessarily solid within their black culture. Hmm. There's a lot that they don't know. Right. Not their fault. Their parents probably say, I'm gonna keep them away from this. It's like sure. a, it's like a Latino person sure. raising a child but not teaching them Spanish. Sure. Because they want them to have, it's assimilation, though, right? Because yes. the proximity to whiteness is where the comfort is in our society. Yes. So I would say this. I'm glad that I've been to HBCU. Yeah. I'm glad I've been to Norfolk State. I started my business at Norfolk State sure. because of yeah. Norfolk yeah. State, because right. of my culture, because of what was right. going on. I, yeah. owe, I owe that experience everything I am today. I promoted over 1,300 events since I started. Like, mm -hmm. I, owe, I owe, like, I'm in debt. I owe Norfolk State. Mm -hmm. I owe the people at Norfolk State. I owe the people who always shouting me out from my like the Norfolk State Facebook. Hey, Ty, you remember me on that trip with you? Yeah. Oh my God, yo man, you you don't know what that meant to me and blah blah blah. Yeah. Um. So I would say, one, yes, culturally we need to promote these HBCUs because some of them have been closing. Yeah. Over sure. the past decade. Sure. Um, you know we need to promote them. We need to pro provide that support. Um, Norfolk State is um, debt-free now, hmm. um, you know, and so they paid off debts and everything. So it's like, you know, it's, it, we have solid institutions yeah. that's doing their thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm also guilty, too, because I didn't have an HBCU list for my daughter. Yeah, well, I mean, I went to William Mary, so I'm not, <laughs> I'm not throwing any stones <laughs> in this house at yeah. all. I'm keeping my hands squarely <laughs> yeah. in my pockets because I'm, I'm not the one to be on a pedestal about yeah, not going to the whitest school in the country. Exactly. Like, I like I had my daughter, my daughter went to Virginia Tech yeah. for chemistry sure. and, and engineering, and she graduated with a chemistry degree. So I'm guilty in saying, not saying, hey, man, you should go to North Carolina A&T. They have an amazing engineering program. Mm -hmm. So what it is, and I'm going to wrap this up, this part, this question up for you is that 
sometimes the parents, mm-hmm. we may have something, we may have a certain experience, but we want our child to have a different experience. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Even though my experience was great. Yeah. But hey, I didn't go to a Virginia Tech. I didn't go to one of the top engineering schools in the state. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I, but I got accepted to a lot of schools. I got accepted to the Fashion Institute of Technology. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I worked at Bloomingdale's my senior year because I was going to get into their buyers program yeah. and go to FIT. Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. Or I got accepted to you know various schools. Yeah. But I decided to go to Norfolk State. Sure. Well, I raised my daughter and I'm like, okay, what are we looking at? Yeah, yeah. You looking at Indiana University? I don't want you to go that far. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That's right. So then I'm like, yo, Virginia Tech. Yeah. And some, you know, UVA. She didn't want to apply to UVA. Right. Because I had it in the in the in the program here at UVA, and she didn't like it. So then I had an in the, in the engineering program at Tech, and she fell in love with it. Sure. So that was her only school she wanted to apply to. There you go. And got early admission. Yeah. So you know, you know, we. I think that the experience of HBCU is very important, and I think. I think some people need it, yeah. and I think that it would be good for everyone. Yeah. So, sure. But those who need it need it. Yeah. Well, and so uh, I got one more question off of mm-hmm. this, and then then the the clock's ticking. We yeah. I, we're gonna have to make this into like an episode two, three. And four. Okay, Every time cool. we do this, we <laughs> end know. up we're like forty five minutes deep, and we're like, oh my lord, we gotta go. But the the question is is this right? Because it's it's about sort of individual actions and then systems, right? Because the system is set up such that the the schools who have the prestige have the prestige, right? So if you're a parent of, of a kid, you want your kid to go to the best possible school. You want your daughter, who field. wants to be an engineer, well, the, to go to tech. And there's, nothing, my, and there's nothing wrong with nothing that. Wrong. I don't want my daughter to go to Norfolk State if she's trying to be an engineer. Right, and there's nothing wrong with that. So, so how do you reconcile kind of the individual action but working within that system that says on the back end, I don't care how good you think North Carolina INT is, if your degree says Yale on it, you're getting a better job, period, <laughs> right. right? So, so again, and, and my daughter's one. I'm not anywhere near thinking about that <laughs> yet, but you've put a kid through high school into college and through college. I mean, is that the kind of thing that's difficult to reconcile from an experience of like, look, I want my kid to have a certain cultural experience, a certain social experience, but I understand that it's sort of a results-oriented business at the end of the day. And mm-hmm. if that degree says Virginia Tech or Yale or Cornell or Oxford or William & Mary, that makes a big difference, yeah. right? And, and, you know, I mean, Microsoft isn't going to pay you for – culture they're going to pay you for you know a lot of times you're going to get in the door for what your degree says right right you know and and so i mean and so for me i guess the question is out of the back of that it's kind of like how do you work within that system that's set up to sort of produce results yeah with an understanding that you know you do want your kids and especially your minority kids to have a certain type of experience as they get older and sort of go through those formative years yeah i think i think having a child that's grounded Mm -hmm. is hugely important when it comes to that because see my daughter is very grounded my daughter knows that, okay, just because you went to Virginia Tech mm-hmm. in, as a chemistry in, um, major, if someone else went to George Mason or, you know, that's, sure. not, a, that's not a prestigious um, pre- predominantly white school, but George Mason or um, MIT or anywhere else or even one of your other, um, what's the, um, or A&T or Hampton University, sure. you are not better than them. Sure. Let's not get it, let's not get it twisted. <laughs> like, you are not better than this person just yeah. because they went to a HBCU and you went to a popular sure. school in your major. The reason why you are, excuse me, the reason why you are there is because you know that that program is really good mm-hmm. and you're going to try to go to the best program that you could possibly get into. Sure. But you as an individual are not better than someone else because you have people right now who went to A&T who's further along in sure. the field. Huh. Right? Interesting, yeah. So, 
You know what I mean? So, but you made a decision to go to um, to um, to tech, yep. and not another school. But it doesn't make you better. So, if if your child is grounded, sure. it's easier to navigate. But yes, it is difficult to to reconcile that because you like you want to push yeah. the HBCU to your lineage. Sure. You want to push sure. it to your daughter and to your children. But then at the same time, you're looking at okay, you want to be a what? Oh well, so and so has a really good program. You know, let's say she wanted to go into mass comm. Mm-hmm. Norfolk State has a great mass comm major. Sure. Um, department. I would have said, all right, let's go. To, you know, consider Norfolk State. Yeah. Because they really do have a mass comm major that people are doing some big things. Sure. Who were once mass comm majors. Yeah, yeah. You know, but then she may say, well, y- Yale giving me a scholarship. I'm like, oh, okay, well, let's go to Yale. <laughs> yeah, that's N- well, <laughs> buy a jacket. <laughs> Yale, NYU. Oh, okay, let's go to NYU because sure. they have a great mass comm. That's right. That's right. right. Yeah. They, pop, they have a better one in Norfolk State. I'm sure. sorry. Yeah. It's just what it is. That, well, and so at that it's point, is it that? It NYU, it's yeah. what it is. <laughs> at right. the end of the day. Yeah. Right? At the end of the day, we're just trying to do what we think is right for our children. Yeah. You know, but it's not It's not about putting down an HBCU. Sure. Because HBCU, we got some major, major, major schools yeah, doing yeah. some really big things and sending kids or young adults into the world as change makers. Yeah. Big stuff, you know? But you know, I think we wanted to do best for our kids. So if the kid, if our children picks a major, and we like, oh, Norfolk State has that, Hampton has that, yeah. you know, Howard University has that. You want to go into law? Yeah. Not the one with um, Howard Law. Sure, 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 sure. Right? Yeah, for sure. You know, we we have historical folks that went to Harvard. Yep. You can't you can't knock Harvard. Yeah. Harvard is an HBCU. It's one of our prime HBCUs. Right. So, you know, so it just depends on, you know, where you want to go and the major, and I think we should pick the best. I think you, as a parent, you want the best for your child. If it's a white school, if it's a black school, whatever, it's that, it's about the opportunities in that particular mm-hmm. program that mm-hmm. we look at. Yeah. But then we could always say, well, it's undergrad. It yeah. doesn't really matter. <laughs> where you go? <laughs> now, your grad school? Yeah, right. Interesting, you know? yeah. So pay less and go to the HBCU. Yeah. And then when it's time for grad school or some type of law program or whatever, yeah. consider the options. Yeah. So it's stuff you could do. And maybe it's time too, right? Maybe, you know, we're sort of seeing a paradigm shift of, of more. I mean, there was that whole thing happening in the basketball, right? With with some of those high profile recruits mm-hmm. were like, you know, because, you know, Kansas, Kentucky, right. Duke, Carolina, right. you know, yeah. and some of them were like, well, I might hop to Howard. I'm only be in school for a year anyway before I go to the league, <laughs> yeah, right? So you right. know, so I want yeah, this experience, yeah. right? And I think that's the kind of thing where it only takes one. You <laughs> yeah. know, it takes yeah. one top recruit to bounce to Howard or to Hampton or to North yeah. Carolina, and all of a sudden, yeah. the whole landscape changes. So I wonder for kind of in a moment now, for the next kind of 10, 20 years, where you'll see a little bit of a paradigm shift of yeah. people, like you said, starting to explore and, ex- and have some more diverse experiences in those young years and then yeah. kind of hop out into the real world as some, That's what it's about. As some different folks. That's well, look, man, as always, 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 always a pleasure with yes, that. We're always, done. Man. Big thanks, Ty, as yeah. always, and to our sponsor, Jamie White Real Estate. If you have ideas for the show, want to get in touch with us or Ravi, where, wherever she is, not here with me doing her <laughs> job, make sure you check us out on social media on all platforms at United Way Seville. Drop us a note at Envision at UnitedWaySeville.org. Want to keep up with Ty? Check him out. Lifey Marketing and Visuals, doing just every everything, yeah. making movies, writing Fine. movies. Yep. Yep. Keep busy. LifeviewMarketingAndVisuals.com. And don't forget, we were the original sponsor <laughs> sponsor of this show. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Ty, Ty was the sponsor yeah. of the show. Well, here's yeah. the thing. This is like episode 14 or 13 or something oh, like really? that. Like, yeah, right? 
Like time yeah. when someone someone put me Fast. on the radio for more than thirteen weeks. Yeah, that is a <laughs> miscarriage of justice. Somebody somebody in a big chair made a made a big mistake. Uh, as always, thanks, Ty. LifeyMarketingVisuals.com. We'll catch up with you guys later. For Rodney, wherever she may be, hopefully enjoying herself. This is Price Thomas. We will see you guys next week.